Dog fucking this podcast in the world, death metal detectives. Ooh, <laughs> dude, I listen to No Jumper. I don't know why the fuck I keep bringing that shit. I because I keep stealing their thing. I guess he like fired a bunch of people and had a full spaz out, and so he was talking to uh, that one dude we watched on that fucking show. I love. With a, he's a pimp. Sharp is a pimp. What's the uh, soft white underbelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, they were talking about like all the drama and shit going on. I guess that their views have gone like way down. So. Oh, man. Hey, man, don't fuck kids. Yeah, don't do that. At any point in your life, it might catch up with you. Welcome to Death Metal Detectives. We're back again for another fucking titillating week of uh. sucking and fucking mm. horny excitement, man. I'm feeling real jazzed up today. I had to get a shot in my fucking spine. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Isn't a big-ass shot? Hell yeah, dude. Needle long as fuck. Like, they brought it in, and I just looked at it like, God, David, like he told me. <laughs> so, all right, so if you motherfuckers have been listening, I know you have. I've had this fucking bulging disc, and it's been eight weeks now, so I've started to freak out. I'm definitely, like, feeling better because I got an x-ray and could see that my discs weren't, like, my vertebrae aren't, like, smashed together, so there's, like, disc there and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got nothing serious going on, <coughs> but at the same time, it's just been ruining my life. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. The pain is fucking unbearable. And he told me this, this I didn't see in all of my reading online is not only does it, like, mash into your sciatic nerve, which is what causes the pain, but your sciatic nerve swells the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So he said that the sciatic nerve is normally like the size of a pin. But he's like, if it's been going on for eight weeks, dude, it's probably like, you know, three or four inches in diameter because it's getting pinched and swelling and swelling and swelling. So he was like, you know, the only way to nix that out is to get a shot of uh, cortisol and toradol, which I guess toradol is just a really strong NSAID and cortisol is a steroid, Yeah, which I always like to take an injection of no matter what. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, he's telling me that he's got no disc between his L4 and L5, which is where I'm having a problem at. And once a year, he's got to get it. And he's like, it's not a lot of fun. And I was like, the sciatic? No, it's not fun. He's like, not the shot. And I was like, oh, you know, I get it shots all the time so i'm not too worried about it he was like okay and then so i go get the x-ray and then before the x-ray is back in the room he's like explaining to me like how it's gonna go down he's like unfortunately like because i told him like i can't sit or lay down you know he's like you have to lay on your belly and i was like all right it's like is it like in my hip or cheek or and he's like no so we, we take the needle and it goes right in where the disc is at yeah right so i can put the put it in there and just get rid of that swelling and i was like so like in my spine he was like kind of like in that area and i was like oh fuck man (laughs) so then i had to wait for the x-ray to come back in and we look at it dude and it's a nurse practitioner and he's telling me about uh you know he fucking loves radio rock showed me videos of him 
playing covers of Alice in Change and Dev Deftones, uh, My Own Summer, and a Metallica song. The funniest part of it is, is like, you know, he's pro I guess he's probably 45 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, my son can play My Own Summer better than he can. Oh, yeah. And he has like, of course, a ton of sick guitars because he's a nurse practitioner, but he had like four different colors of Les Pauls and a PRS. Oh, God. He's like, I love the PRS, man. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, my, uh, my buddy Brett is in this band called Paul Bear, and he's got like a PRS sponsorship and shit. And he was like, oh, man, I never heard of them, but that's like a prestigious thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Just trying to keep the conversation flowing, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was awkward as fuck. Like, we got to be, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but me and Buddy have got to be the most sought after friends on the universe because yeah. almost every person I have a conversation with seems like they're trying to entrap me into a long-term friendship. Well, I th man, I think like what it is, like we talk about it all the time, I think it's like because of all the things that we do, but people don't see like our day-to-day -day life, you know, they just see us post, you know, we're going to do this wrestling show or we're doing this podcast thing or we're, you know, we put out those sketches or whatever. And then it's like, dude, we're kind of like boring in a lot of ways. Well, the, you know, the, the thing is that the fucking dude, the nurse practitioner doesn't know about any of that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah he just yeah. got to look at me. Yeah, was like, yeah. Oh, we'll be yeah, freaks, man. Be tight. I mean, I'm wearing a fucking white zombie shirt. That's I what feel it's like it quadruples too, man. It's like so. It's like if it's just you, it's whatever. Yeah, if it's just me, it's whatever. But if it's both of us, man, it's like double freak zone. Yeah, usually they'll isolate you on that one, which I always like. Yeah, because I'm I'm like I'm a freak <laughs> magnet. I'm a freak fucking magnet. And not even a good type of freak. Yeah, that was just... I mean, when someone tells you that you're about to get a shot in your spine, it's really fucking unnerving. Yeah, yeah. Well, though, I think the worst one I've ever gotten is when I tore my shoulder, you know? Yeah. I got it in the joint, and it was a huge ass dude. Yeah, oh, the needle was so oh long, man. God. Like, again, I see needles all the time, so this one comes in. And I didn't see the needle. I just saw the lid on it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like five inches long Phew. as opposed to yeah. the normal inch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he comes in to do it, and I was like, hey, man, like, I just, I have to look at my phone. I'm not being, like, disrespectful or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mind off it, bro. And, uh, yeah, man, it wasn't too bad. But it felt like you could feel, like, you know, when you get a shot and it's like you're just getting it in your muscle tissue or whatever, it, it kind of just feels like someone's pinching you. Yeah. I think the big thing, especially like nerve shit, is fucking like is getting something poked into the nerve, you know, because you know how bad it hurts. Yeah. And then which I, I mean, I don't think it hit the nerve or anything, but there was definitely like a weird twingle on the inside of my yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could feel. Normally, you you might say you feel the needle. You really don't. You just feel like a pinch type of feeling because yeah. it's just like your body saying like, "Ouch, there's pain right here." Yeah. But there's a little extra mustard on the end of this one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Whenever I had to get that shot in my shoulder, I was like, man. I was like, do I have to come back for this? We're like, well, if it keeps acting up. And I was like, fuck. Luckily, it didn't. Yeah, and then he hit me with uh, 30 muscle relaxers. I don't know what kind, but I'd be munching those. Oh, yeah. was like, I, told, I mean, that's the biggest problem is like, I ain't no bitch. Yeah. You know, if I had to explain this to the Arabian guys at the gas station that I – 
it just it sends your it just sent my mind into a fucking spiral like i forgot everything after i got a shot in the spine yeah like i had to go up to the front she's like who'd you see today and i was like well fuck i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah. know where i'm at right now and then i went to get energy drinks dude and uh yeah it'd be like if the dude <coughs> if the arabian guy was like everything okay i would just be like i ain't no bitch <laughs> yeah. but that shit was rugged yeah. this back shit's been rugged it's just a waking up not sleeping through the night, like having to fucking stretch and ice your back. That's usually a 20 to 30 minute process at three o'clock in the morning is absolute horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the dude had like faith that it would uh, knock that shit the fuck out. Next time it happens to me, that's what I need. Yeah. That's what that dude was saying is like, if you, if your sciatics flared up that, um, you know, it's all caused by inflammation. So happens to me like at least in. once a year I get That's what cranked. he said too is once yeah. a year his sciatic wilds out. And then he does the same thing that he just did for me. And he said within two to three days. He's like it's instantly better. And then in two or three days it's like gone. So dude I fucking hope to God. Because he gave me those muscle relaxers. And he's like I'm giving you 30. But you probably won't even need them by Monday. And then he gave me more Toradol. Which I guess is just a really strong inset. He's like it, it's bad for you. So if you're feeling better on Friday, don't take any more. So, yeah. All right. Sick. Sick. Yeah. <coughs> Can fucking do. Uh, man, what a fucking. I don't think we did a podcast since Sam was on Rogan. Or did no, we? No, we did. We did the same day. day. That's we did right. Today, That's true. Yeah. Another cool podcast out right now is our buddy Devin Swink, alumni here. It was on Hard Lore. Yeah. To give a shout out to Hard Lore, they're a very cool podcast. And uh, he's fucking spreading the word of honks. I'm sure everyone that listens to this podcast says honks all the time. You're probably at work. And your boss is like, hey, go clean the walk in. And you look at your friend like, that fucking honks because yeah. it's the greatest way. It's so much better than sucks, yeah. blows, stinks. Honks is the one. Well, because it's got a sound to it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's just instantly relatable as a negative thing. Uh, and we need some honk. Like I know, around. man. I know. And all credit goes to Jerry because yeah. he came up with the term honk. If you're a true fan of this podcast, you may listen to the podcast that me and Jerry tried to do called You're Not Core. And uh, we came up with a rating system for music, and it was either honks or claps. Yeah. And uh, Hawks has swept the nation, man. Uh, Gillis said it on Rogan. Yeah, yeah. It's just out there. So Honk it he's really privileged that the impact that we've been making on the entire planet. Hey. And when you hear the word, it just gets in you. It's, it, it doesn't leave. It, it stays. So, like, yeah. Sam was telling me that episode of Rogan, he told me yesterday it had 46 million plays, Damn. according to young Jamie. A lot in part because they talked about the fucking Bud Light thing. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like the same thing we said about Bud Light the week before. Which that that didn't come from us. Or it's just like the easiest thing to figure out. Yeah, is a company that sells a product. You know your customer base doesn't like gay shit. Yeah, you know it. It's all NASCAR fellas, construction workers, Mexican dudes. So you go against them with something fucking wild. And they get mad, and they post about it on social media. We already explained this whole thing. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm very. I wonder. So we were talking about 
earlier how the dude that made ChatGPT, he fucking... Had, they wanted to put ChatGPT4 out, and they figured to get it to the level that it is already right now, it would be a 50-year process. Yeah. And it happened in four weeks, and he said that it it made itself like they were working on it and it just finished it itself <laughs> so Fuck. it's just gonna get a brain of its own man yeah and i hope what could happen and so you know everyone's afraid the dude that i heard talk about it that was the scariest is like and actually everyone that i've heard talk about say the same thing it's like we're in a fork in the road for humanity like either we're not gonna check this and and put a safety net in place and the ai is going to become agi and it's going to think for itself and do whatever it wants to and that's going to be the gateway doesn't you know no one can say for sure it's the end of humanity but it 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 will be the smartest thing on the planet yeah the, the dude says that it, you know all the, they're saying that it already is the smartest thing on the planet so we're not we're not anymore already. So they want to put a pause to it and slow her down so they can go in and create like a system to where when it thinks on its own and, and tries to make moves, they can shut it down. It's like motherfucking Ultron in that Avengers movie. Yeah, probably where Iron Man made it. And it's supposed to be this shit that helps them and rids the world of evil so they don't have to do all the work they just have this like robotic ai team that can go out and handle it and they're impot they're as strong as a superhero yeah. impossible to kill and so it just gets a mind of its own and is like the you guys everyone the whole planet has to die because it's all everyone's bad it's all chaos but perhaps What if it just lived to please, man? Like, what if? Yeah. Like, what if AI took over? And it was we get, a submissive Christian woman. <laughs> we, we, we get like that. We get like, we get like Neuralink, that fucking shit put in our brain. And, you know, so all the AI is just engaged with your thoughts. Like, you don't even really have to think it. It just knows what you're so... You know, like, what if I'm laying in bed one night and it's just like, God, dude, more than anything, if I could just... Get yeah. sucked by Topanga Lawrence right now, and then it just creates provides, dude. Yeah. That could, I don't see why people write stuff like that out. I, I'm really just tired of negativity. Yeah, and it could do a lot of good for the world too. Like, did you did you see that shit last week where a fucking <coughs> 19 year old girl in Kentucky, of course, got arrested for having sex with her German Shepherd on camera, mm. posting it online. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And uh, granted, she's 19, so I'm not trying to say anything weird, but she didn't. She didn't look like who you would think would be banging a dog. Yeah, she's not a dog spunker. Yeah, it's like it, it, uh, going into a Walmart neighborhood market. Oh yeah, that's like, like everybody. Eight out of ten women in there look like that they would bang a dog. Yeah. But this girl did not look like that. Yet on camera, she was banging a dog. Nice. And we are long-standing purveyors of, you know, to earn the dog's trust, you got to make it bust. So she's probably just getting its factory warranty out of the way or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But if we interface with AI, 
then you could have the Matrix-like experience of getting blasted by a dog. Yeah. And then not have to actually commit the crime. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know, dude, okay, and also they talked to her, and she explained why. Uh Because a dog, women complain about dudes. Yeah. And I hate that I know this information. And also the reason that I know information like this is because I know you, Uh who has sent me bestiality videos that I never deserve to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, remember when you were a kid and you would hear that another kid, like, had cancer? Yeah. And you'd be like, God damn, man, life is just so unfair. No one deserves this. Yeah. It's like one of those things that would really crumble your faith. Sure. Because you're like, well, why would God give a child cancer? He never did anything wrong. He's innocent. And now he's got a a life-ending terminal disease. Yeah. Even worse than that is when I have to watch bestiality. The -hmm. few times that I've unfortunately clicked on that, like, I didn't do anything to deserve that. I'm an innocent. Yeah. I've never done anything wrong. So to be stricken down by three or four seconds of bestiality. But that, that's what I'm saying is like you you will send me something. And, I, you know, of course, I learned to never open anything from you. Yeah. I haven't sent anything. In a long well, yeah, long you long gave long. up because no, it, 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 well, there's I, no reason. You could send 400 of them and I'm just yeah. never going to open it. But listen, here's the thing mm-hmm. is that you by the time you open the video and can get it closed, it's three or four seconds. And in that three or four seconds, the dog mounts the lady and bus. You've seen it? They come quick. Well, you cannot. This is the thing. Okay, you, just you get, watched it. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to. It just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dogs come really fast. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. And our whole life, we've basically been told you have to last a while as a dude. And it does, it's scientific fact, it takes women a longer time to, to achieve orgasm. Yeah, male. for pleasure, yeah, yeah, It takes yeah. like three times as long. Like the average dude busts in five minutes and the average lady busts in 15 minutes. Yeah. So we've always, you know, tried to prolong our stroke game and be good performers in bed, but a dog had just run in there. So what this beautiful young lady said is the pleasurable thing about the dog is when it busts, after it busts, its crank ties into a knot. Mm. On the inside, so its crank gets really yeah. swollen. Huh? What if it ties a knot around the clit like you could tie a, a cherry stem? You know? I don't think that. I mean, just dude, imagine you're the fucking. Uh, That's why they get locked up. I don't think that swole. You know how you have that uh, one huge vein that gets all stiffed out? Yeah. Um, on the bottom of your crank, like, what if that's the thing? Like, could you imagine? Because I get cramps. You caught? No, that'd be insane. That's what. That's what I'm getting at. Is a, a what a cramp feels like sometimes is like your muscle is just tying into a knot or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah, it's yeah. all fucking yeah. <laughs> like about to rip off the bone. Yeah. Imagine you're a fucking piece doing that, dude. I think that's what happens to dogs, man. That's I've what it seen, sounds like. I've, multiple times, I've seen dogs tied up in my yard and just yeah, like, they get stuck together. Noise or just like, yeah, yeah, they get yeah. stuck and it's miserable. So, but that's what the lady likes, which I figure that's universally probably what ladies like from yeah dogs. But, but women love what women truly love at the end of the day is when their sexual partner suffers. Yeah. That's what turns them on, gets yeah. them off. If they can make you miserable. Well, that's probably why she fucked the dog is because the guy she's dating, he was like, you know what I know you don't like? And I love it now. <laughs> Getting pounded out by a dog. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Imagine making your lady jealous with the fucking a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the dog's been looking at me lately, and if you don't put out, dog finna. <laughs> Yo, yeah. dude, that's a crazy threat. All that the women sick. at that doctor's office were all fucking giggling and snickering about me too. Oh yeah, I know. And they kept making jokes yeah. and stuff. Like they they came to get me for an X-ray, and uh, it was, like the two X-ray girls were like coming in the door at the same time and this big black lady is like oh I know y'all trying to get in there and get that boy that x-ray yeah. <laughs> like, that's how they are there man it's insane that lady that's a, at the front the one that you saw with the lemonades and very nice lady but very yeah, nice, I, yeah. I, I, a big bitch yeah she Probably, knows uh, she knows my first name every time I come in there yeah like, hey buddy so your name's buddy yeah you know yeah and you're a freak yeah but I've only been to this doc. This is the second time I've ever been there. But anyway, very nice lady. Yeah. And she was, uh, she told a girl in front of me, there was a hot, I mean, hot tattooed lady in front of me. And she was, you know, she's just nice to everybody. She told that girl, she was like, that that girl to the receptionist was like, it's a beautiful day outside. I don't even want to be inside right now. And she was like, oh, yeah, and you're beautiful too. The sun's just really making your skin radiate right now. Oh, yeah. She I just like, loved that shit. Whoa, yeah, oh, yeah. They were, you know, giggling. And then I, she was like, uh, oh, the, sh- the shirt and your tattoos, you look really cool today. And I was like, thanks. But, you know, again, sweet lady, big, big bitch, 400 some pounds. I look over. I see on her desk she's got a bottle of water, yep. uh, a strawberry Atkins shake. Nice. And then on the other side of the spectrum, right next to it, is the biggest, I assume the biggest lemonade you can get from Wendy's. Huh. Giant Wendy's lemonade. Wow. And then next to that is a little syrup bottle from Cracker Barrel. And it, it's not full. So he's been <laughs> sipping it. <dude. laughs> it's not full. It's a stress sip. You know, yeah. people pull out some whiskey. Bag. Oh shit! This is a stress <laughs> woman taking the syrup. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Wait, hold on. Let me bust up my. Let me bust up my syrup rig real quick. God in heaven, man. Yeah. It's just we do. We have no. If the AI does go bad, we have no hope. What would you do if? If uh, like you're getting your X-ray, and they're like, go ahead and lay down. And then she comes in there with her shirt off, and she pours the syrup on her tits, and she jumps on you and goes, "You're getting pancaked." I have a hard time fighting her off right now, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I was telling you yesterday, I was walking tiny, and a dude that definitely doesn't live in our neighborhood pulled because he was asking where for like where a particular house was, but he pulls up, he's like, "Hey," and I'm walking the dog, haven't seen the guy before. We live in a cul-de-sac, like private neighborhood. So, hey, and my brain is just like, you know, Tiny's all fucking hair standing up. And I was like, fuck. I was like, you know, if I had to fight this guy and I'm in pain, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to have to like end this so severely and swiftly. Yeah. Because I only like I basically only have one shot in me. So I'm, I'm just going to like cup his head and elbow him because if I have to take him down, it's going to fuck my shit up so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but yeah, then he's just like, you know, make everyone makes the same joke about my dog. You know, I'm a 300 pound, six foot four know, man. man. It's, yeah. And they see my itty bitty five pound mini Jack Russell Terrier. And they always go, well, you got a real killer on your hands. It's like, dude, fuck. I hear that, you know, everyone loves to see a big freak and a little bitty dog. Yeah. It's always some fucking, what yeah. an odd couple. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a fucking five pound pit bull. The dog loves to fight. It's ferocious. Yeah. And they have like, uh, 
you know, they're made to like hunt small animals. So, dude, if she sees a hole, just dives. Oh yeah, like there's a, there's a fucking storm drain, and like the back of it, there's a hole, and like dude, luckily she's on a leash because she'll she like knows where it is and is coming up to it, and she just fucking will yep. leap for that motherfucker, dude. Yeah, thinking there's about to be a gopher in that bitch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a hunt beavers. Yeah, there was a gopher or something in our yard last year, and she dug up its whole. T- I don't think she ever found it. Oh, we got we got one in our yard, man. Fenris has been fucking dude. We got holes all over the place, man. That motherfucker been digging trying to find that motherfucker. Dude, she'll get in that motherfucker, man. Yeah, might as well let her loose and. Oh man, <laughs> they're horny for it. All I think about is the, that movie Rats, where they got those fucking Jack Russells that are just crunching all those rats. Yeah, you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of movies, man, today's crime of the week is the fucking true story of Cocaine Bear. Obviously, if we were good at marketing, we would have done this when everyone was hyped up about the movie coming out. But there's no way I would have ever paid to see that movie, and I had to wait for it to come out on Peacock. And I didn't even remember it. So it came out, watched a documentary about it, and I knew that there was a fucking true story behind the cocaine bear and I had heard bits and pieces of it before but I got it all in my brain now so some wild shit one of the probably the coolest motherfuckers that's ever lived yeah yeah for sure was responsible for the cocaine getting to the bear yeah uh in the the most disappointing part is like the bear just didn't really cause any havoc it just overdosed on cocaine yeah yeah tragic you know if it would have just been like fucking eating people from asshole to throat i mean not even like even if it wouldn't have eaten people and it would have just fucking run amok yeah like i like i don't like i don't like the aggressive version of a bear no i like the jolly version of a bear like a bear video where it's like some dude in his yard and the bears are like trying to get in his hot tub and he opens the door he's like go on get skedaddle and they're all yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. a group of them Fucking plodding away. Or the one dude where the bear opens the car door and is like munching the inside of that guy's car. You seen that one? Uh Oh, it rocks. It's like a (laughs) they're they're on like their deck. They're high up and this fucking bear's over by the car, so they're like filming it, dude. And the motherfucking bear just goes up to the door and open like just swipes its paw and opens the car door. And they're like trying to scream at the bear and he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He just starts munching the seats and shit and like pulling stuff out of the car. Taco Bell meat in it or something. I mean, uh, I don't, I, uh, I, someone on the, uh, God damn Mm. spine, dude. I got a spine shot. So my brains, you just heard me shut. I just shut down. Yeah. What I saw, it makes sense is that the seats are made of leather. So the bear just equates it as like hide, like a cow skin and just fucking munched into it to make sure. Ah. And then the one where the fucking bear eats that bitch's canoe. I haven't seen that one either. I, I know you have, dude. Gets this bitch fucking canoeing. It's there at the lake. She's got her canoe parked on the side. This fucking bear comes up and just trashes the canoe. And she's screaming. She's like, bear, don't do that, bear. Please, bear. No, bear, you're breaking it. No. And like, tries to, she's like, I'm going to have to spray you. And like tries to spray the bear with bear spray. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, that shit freaks me out because it was like, you going to bust a bear spray out? Yeah. But what if the wind is blowing all crazy and you just fucking rips Oh, yeah. It sprays you right in your fucking face. All it oh. really makes me think of is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. It's like, dude, that. 
I don't think that's ever worked on a bear. Man, I the think pepper it's spray mostly guns are just the big hilarious. bad dog. Yeah, dog had them, dude. Yeah, I only ever saw one episode where they got deployed. It looked fucking rugged. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. This old fucking peppery squirt guns, man. Fuck. Just getting, I'm, you know, I've gotten accidentally gotten mace in my eyes before. That was fucking miserable. But even like worse is, uh, I got fucking ghost pepper powder in my eye before. Ooh. That was so fucking rugged, man. I can't even imagine a weaponized version of that just smashing your fucking eye. Oh, another time. So I had this shit. That was like pure capsaicin. You remember that lotion that I had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rocked. I need some more of that shit. Because what what capsaicin does is it makes your nerve panic so much because it's a spice like that. Yeah. That it'll it'll like numb it because it fucking freaks out so much. So if you have it, it worked great when I had like just nagging knee pain. I'd rub that bitch on and it would feel spicy, spicy, spicy. You just mix that shit with uh. You can take a little bit of water and cayenne, and it does the same shit. Well, this is like way more powerful than uh, cayenne. Yeah. It's capsaicin, which yeah, is yeah. like you know, the it's pure pepper extract. Yeah. So at one time I got that shit in my fucking eye. Woo! But yeah, but that's what that's um you know mace is just like concentrated capsaicin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Uh, man, let me hit you with my album of the week. I got the. 2023 demo from Inner Peace. Damn. That's what I was rocking with this week. The uh, EP is good, but the opening track is especially good. Oh. I like the whole album, but dude, the guy... Uh, our buddy was telling me that he, he also raps, which I definitely believe, but he he is a kind of rap-forward vocalist. Yeah. And uh, very hard. Extremely hard intro. Nice. Really, like, if you're doing the type of aggressive rap where you're saying bitch over and over again, that fits very well in the hardcore. Yep. And I'll immediately be a fan. Nice. It's always nice to hear a little bit of rapping going over some fucking breakdowns. Yeah. For some reason, it makes it, like, way harder. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been that type of guy. E-Town Concrete, Fury of Five. You know what it is. 25 to life. 25. No. <laughs> Can you call that rap, really? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I just, mine's, uh, I just, I'm excited about the new Frozen Souls. I yeah. I listened to a couple of the singles they released, and so I just revisited uh, Crypt of Ice. That's so fucking hard, man. Crypt of Ice was a sick album, brother. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have a stinker. I don't no. think they have one song that stinks. Man, like there's like uh the couple songs they've released, they've been like super hard, but the last one they put out kind of like is like a Swedish, like melodic death metal feel to it, but it's not it it's like a new reinvented version of it. It's not shitty. It doesn't like I don't really the only band I like that's like that is like a mono moth shit, but like other than that, I don't really fucking care about Yeah, I do not like Melodic death metal. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only song I've heard that was like that. The rest of them are just like banger fucking. Maybe they, they be banging dog. Yeah. Uh, speaking of albums of the week, album reviews are coming back very yeah. soon. 
however, and I think I can just save the video and upload it to YouTube as like a YouTube short probably, but we will be moving on to the Chinese spy program. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, that fucking spinal shot, when I try to think and I breathe with a thought in my mind, it like makes my spine tingle right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party's very own app TikTok. Finally downloaded it, and it's really easy to edit video on. And I found a way that you can green screen it, and then I can throw up a picture of the album cover behind us. So you'll just see me and Buddy looking like absolute fucking mouth breathing country retards, <laughs> <laughs> mongoing out about whatever album that we're going to review. I don't think I don't want to do the same gimmick we did before. I think we'll just straightforward give a review. And post them on TikTok, which some good news with that is like as long as it doesn't, I mean, we, we might do a little fucking trial run tonight, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But as long as it doesn't sound, it doesn't even matter if it really sounds like shit, as long as it's like bearable because we're just superimposing ourselves <coughs> over an album cover, then we don't have to wait for our producer to like clean it up and put effects over it and and it take time to come back to us so we can post it and then wait for it to get posted and all that type of bullshit we can really just record the video and post it straight to tiktok and then other social media so if you liked our album reviews and that's one of the things we get blown up about more than anything is like when are you coming back to youtube with album reviews so oh, I'm pretty sure I can just upload TikToks to YouTube. So, you yeah. know, God willing soon. But if not, you know, I know you fucking freaks are on TikTok. So just unfortunately, you couldn't use death metal dicks. Oh, and death metal detectives was too long. So it's just Chris Pierce 69. <laughs> but go. it's all out there. You know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll be plopping them out. Chris Pierce 69. I couldn't. Yeah, my name was taken. It's all. And dude, the guy that's got my name is like a bodybuilding. He's not big at all. So he yeah. just makes videos about it's awful. It stinks. I just be like, dude, delete your account so I can drop the 69. I deserve it more than you. Yeah. Give it to me. You can be Chris Pierce 69. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. I've got everything to gain. Yeah. He's losing it. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Crazier than a shithouse rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So this dude, Andrew Thornton, was a rich-ass kid. Loaded. Family money. All his friends had generational wealth. And a lot of times that leads to the worst type of human being to be around. Yeah. Because they don't know adversity. They get everything handed to them. They're fucking spoiled. So they're miserable. Like they can't relate to you in any way. And then when things aren't going their way, they turn into a little bitch. Yeah. Like every rich kid I know have known. Not okay, So there's like two categories of rich people I've known, especially growing up. When I was growing up, I was in a pretty like wealthy school district in Colorado anyway. Like I was poor as fuck, but there was, so you can look at kids whose parents got rich through work. Yeah. So they're still in the same mindset that like we had to go bust our ass and earn this. Yeah. 
These are people like building houses and fucking Yeah. Them. I mean, you know, so you grew up watching your parents fucking suffer to make money. And then there's kids whose parents grew up like them. No reason to do anything because you're already financially set for life. Sure. Well, Andrew set for life already. But he ended up being the type of motherfucker that was just horny for adventure. Sure. Like, not complacent, doing anything that wasn't hard. And there's not a lot of, like, now, dude, you know, probably now he would have been, like, an MMA fighter or a fucking strongman or something. Something wild. Some sort of, like, legal thing you could do where you're really pushing it. But in this day and age, there's not a lot of that shit available. Yeah. And he's from Knoxville, Tennessee, so even less available. So he tried to find ways to do hard shit, crazy shit, adventurous shit. So he joined the military. Yeah. Went into the fucking Rangers, special forces type of shit. Combat, got a purple heart, tried to go back for more action. It's wild ass shit. Yeah. And Ranger shit is insane, man. Cause it's like, I think all the training for it is not only physically grueling like running and you know pull-ups push-ups like going through as much gnarly physical shit as you can to prove that you can hang when the times are tough but it's also like a lot of survivalist shit you have to be able to live off the land well it's like mentally grueling too like they do the hill week shit i watched a documentary on it one time yeah. dude. it's crazy it's like they only let them sleep for like two hours and then they make them get up and do whatever and there's like people eating fucking coffee beans and pour Tabasco in their eyes to stay awake and shit like fucking wild man but it's like those dudes are just doing whatever it takes to fucking get it through the whole week so they can make it yeah I mean the idea is to be as rugged as possible and then there are the motherfuckers that if you would drop them if you wanted someone killed in the mountains of Afghanistan quietly that's who you would send in and they would hike and camp and go hunt the person down quietly, you know, so they get, they're really versed in survival tactics and all types of ill shit. So a very gnarly lifestyle. Yeah. His favorite thing to do in the army was parachuting, which honestly out of all the army stuff, it's probably the sickest thing. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm way too big to ever trust the process and I'm too old. I would just not do it, but there's something insanely sick about fucking jumping out of a plane, doing the fucking shaka, yeah, screaming at the top of your lungs, and fucking floating down to earth. It always looks awesome. Fears me. Oh, yeah. Deeply. I ain't doing it. It, yeah. it just seems cool. I feel like 21-year-old me would have done it. You ever seen that porn where they bang? As they're coming down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty fucking sick. That's the ultimate. Oh world. yeah, man. Like, where, where do you where do you go from there? And you can never come again. Yeah, unless it's that like that. <laughs> God damn! My favorite parachuting thing ever of all time though is that Nathan for you. Yeah, where he fucking goes to the. He's gonna like help the uh, skydiving place with marketing, and he keeps chickening out on jumping out of the plane. And then, like, he makes up a whole lie. He's like, oh, I was supposed to be my friend for dinner. And the instructor's like, you'd be there way faster if you would just jump down from the plane. He's like, no, you just hurry up and land the plane so I can go meet my friend. It's a lot of that. You should watch it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan, for you, fucking rocks. But just the, the dude that is the skydiving instructor is such a fucking pud. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome to watch. I love 
when you're making when you're doing pranks there's always like a golden goose who's just a fucking shithead yeah if you can collide with the that type of person that's how you make millions oh yeah because you have great ideas and you can go out and do all the pranks you want to but if you don't if you can't find somebody that's going to react the right way it's going to be boring as fuck you need someone to spaz bad they gotta lose it that's what you're looking for it's like you know black dudes watching street magic yeah magic in and of itself is incredibly boring you could watch, I watch like a David Copperfield special where he's doing a bunch of shit on camera. I could give a fuck less. But the what's the fucking Egyptian looking freak with the crazy eyes? David Blaine? Yeah, David Blaine. Dude, when he just only does magic tricks in front of black people for a couple of his things, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. It'll lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. They get jazzed. Man, nothing makes me feel. I would, I would need to find something that makes me feel that good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably jump out of an airplane and put it in a pussy. The problem is, yeah. is like if you got to pull out when you come, it's going on the camera guy and everywhere. No, it's probably gonna go in your mouth or up your nose or something. Yeah, it's, it's my own batch. What was a tight wad? A tight wad? Yeah, it's just tight. <laughs> That's it hits you hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to this motherfucker <laughs> before we get too thick into everything. So he gets out of the military because he's injured. And then the next logical progression into doing cool shit on the up and up is to become a police officer. And because he's such like an in-your-face fucking rugged dude, they decide the perfect job for him is to be on the undercover narcotics task force. Yeah. So he's got another buddy that's there. They're both vets. They both seen some shit in in uh, Vietnam, I assume. Grizzly ass dudes, tough dudes, hanging out at bars, getting fights. Really sell a character. So they they like know all the drug dealers and link up with them. And then of course, we that type of motherfucker just end up robbing the drug dealers yeah. as opposed to I'm sure it's way less paperwork. Who are you gonna go to? Exactly. Yeah. They can't tell yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it's way less way less paperwork. You don't really have to worry about. Uh, I don't know why I'm drinking two energy drinks right now, but I'm finna. And then I'm gonna go take some muscle relaxers. Yeah, oh, well, you'll go to sleep, man. Uh, you'll have that. You'll have a retard jaw where you're just slobbering all over yourself and fucking. Yeah. Well, I don't have to get up at a certain time tomorrow, so I'm just gonna get. There's a deepness. Load it up, bro, and go. Oh yeah. I need a full night of sleep. Anyway. It is like a perfect career path for almost anybody. You could be a narcotics officer. We've also it's training day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like training day made me want to do that so bad. I love that fucking movie, man. It looks like the most fucking fun of all time. You're just constantly in high level hijinks. You're not really doing wrong. Because you're you're you decided to be a guy who protects the community, and you get grizzled. It's like, well, I put the, I I arrested this guy for selling drugs to kids, yeah, and he's already back out, so that didn't work. So what can I do to make it really sting? Is why don't I fucking pinch this motherfucker of his shit like once a month? Yeah, get some money, get some product to make more money with. But the sickest, what I like the most about this dude is like he did not need money. He's strictly doing this shit for fun. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, it's a type of yeah. like he's bored. He needs a rush. See, that'd be cool if the doc, the nurse practitioner, was like that. <laughs> yeah, you hell know? yeah. Like, bro, you want to go fucking jack a drug dealer? Like, yeah. I don't care about you playing my own summer on guitar. What yeah. I do care about is let's get out of here, go down to the bar, find out who's selling coke, beat them up, take the coke, sell it to somebody else. Yeah. You can't call the cops for getting your coke stolen. No, man. It's kind of, man, I mean, the perfect crime. Really is. It really is. You're just being, you know, you're being the punisher. Yeah. For not a, I don't, you know, I don't know a ton about the Punisher, but I know that he's the opposite of a cop. You're literally the fun policeman. <laughs> <laughs> you always having a good time. Good. Now give it all yeah. to me for me to have a good time with. Just doing Robin Hood shit, man. That's got to be the most fucking fun on the planet. Yeah, banging hookers. You know they're doing that. Yeah, I mean you're the Vice Squad. You got to get yeah. to the bottom of it somehow. Yeah. Are you a hooker or not? Oh, that depends. Well, can I give you $100 to get sucked right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then you got to collect the evidence, man. Yeah. Pretty good time. <laughs> Apparently, this cocaine, though, man, was 95% pure. Yeah, 95% pure. So let's get to the cocaine and how it got to where it is. As would happen with anyone, when you are essentially unknowingly creating a business because if you're stealing drugs and selling drugs, you're in the black market. So people that rely on you to give them the supplies that they need, if they know you're a reliable source, they're going to continue to patronize you. Yeah. And when you see the money coming in and the transactions and how to get it, it just is going to grow. So there's more people involved now and it become, and then they get plugged in with people that are selling drugs. And so while he's still even a cop, they're acquiring larger amounts of drugs and moving them. And again, just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's for funsies. And the fucking local authorities are kind of like hip to what's going on, but there's no way to prove it. So he's able to kind of keep moving, and he's doing so much of it that he just quits being a cop. Yeah. Which is another sick move because, like, everyone's kind of – everyone in on the force is kind of suspicious of what you've got going on. And then rather than even remotely try to disprove that that is happening, you just quit. Yeah. And dive headed first into it. Yeah. And, you know, this type of shit, one thing always leads to another – where the more drug dealers you meet, the more opportunity you have to sell a larger amount of drugs. Like any business would work. The better you are at it and the more you can network and get around, the fucking better off your career is going to be. So this guy starts linking up with people. He meets these brothers that are based out of Las Vegas. And him and two of his friends from Knoxville are presented with the opportunity to, to really start moving weight. And it helps a lot to get to this level that the dude's a pilot. Yeah. He's got unlimited money so he can buy small planes. And like everyone else around the 70s that's smuggling drugs via plane, they start with weed. The problem with weed is that you have to have a big-ass plane because to get enough weed to make a bunch of money off of physically – as far as drugs go, weed is a is a big product. It's yeah. leafy and shit, so it's like 
takes up a lot more space than any other drug does. Sure. So they got to load it all this shit. It's a, it's a headache. You don't make that much money. Even though the dude's not after the money, it doesn't take a lot for the same dudes that you're doing this with. To, you know, you earn their trust, and then they're like, yo, how do you feel about making some real money? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're flying to Columbia to get cocaine. Yeah. So f- on one plane full of kilos of cocaine – you'd make more money than you would on 20 flights to bring weed back and forth. Sure. Easy fucking business decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're smuggling for these dudes in Las Vegas. Again, everyone around him kind of knows what's going on. But there's no connect. There's not, you know, he's in Kentucky. These dudes are in Las Vegas. So there's, like, not a local thing to point to other than, like, well, he's flying it. All the time, leaving at night, gone for days, coming back at night. We thought he was moving drugs before. Obviously, now he's like definitely smuggling yeah. shit. But he's, you can't just arrest somebody off of that. Yeah, he's good to cover. Got to have some proof. You know, you start shaking people down, and they say, "I got it from this guy." But he's so many levels away from like a street dealer. He's bringing it in for people that live in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's got money too. That's another thing. It's yeah, like, you could go do. You could just go shake down whoever you know back then because there's no cameras and shit. Yep. And scare the fuck out of them and be like, no, we know you got it. We're going to do an illegal search, you know. But now it's like, you know, you got money and you got good lawyers. Ain't nobody fucking with you, man. No. It's like, uh, I remember being a teenager and I went to a school dance one time. And there was a girl I really liked. There was a girl that I kind of liked. And then there was a girl, not 100% sure she liked me at the time, but we would have like kind of a back and forth rapport all the time, Yeah. who I knew would be like a reliable source of at least like I could slow dance and probably touch her butt, yeah. butt and things of that nature. Backup chunk. At least, you know, grab some cheek. And yeah. then when you're in the ninth grade and you haven't done much, grabbing a cheek's a very nice thing. It's a big one. Very nice thing. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm going to get rock hard and poker. Yeah. And... uh you're going to laugh. But what I'm looking for, I really want to get to the top, you know? Yeah. Like, I, there's a girl that I like a bunch. Yeah, there's a hierarchy of charms. Sure, and that's what I want. But the fact of the matter is that other people desire her, and I'm not going to be the guy out of that group, in my mind, that she would prefer out of, yeah. like, a basketball wigger or, you know, a jacked guy or a dude whose family's got money. Yeah, I feel very low in the the order of being able to maybe touch a breast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to start at the lowest level. So the girl that I have a rapport with, you know, she doesn't really. She looks okay, yeah, but you, she's not like anyone's fucking yeah. first choice. But what you can do is you can start dancing with her, and everyone can see that you guys are having a good time, and then you can try to move up to your second choice, perhaps. And then uh, maybe you can just let the girl you like get a little glint of that, and maybe she'll think like, "Hey, you know, I probably should have. Maybe I should give him a chance." Yeah, you got to bust at the apple caramel empanadas from Taco Bell. On. Yeah, that's that's how you're gonna work up and bust like the kingpin in the drug yeah. world. You you can't just go knocking on some fucking rich guy's door and say like, "Hey, we feel like you're probably smuggling drugs." You got to take the kind of uh, portly girl. Around the dance floor a couple of times. Yeah. Did you ever go to school dance? Man, uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, I got uh, 
had to share dual roles, basically, as uh, me and another dude got... Because you're bi. Kings of uh, Valentine's Day dance, so we had to escort one lady. But I didn't go to that dance. I just went to the thing and got the fuck out of there. Everybody thought it would be hilarious to have me up there. Why didn't you guys uh, double-team her? You know, the the old Eiffel Tower. Uh, man, well, the Lord was in that girl's heart. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, the Lord is also in Paris. Yeah. So I just... uh, yeah, I wasn't even about that shit. I was just about death metal and fucking. It's like, oh, I gotta get this suit, but it also just made a like hilarious, you know, stage presence the whole time during that. I was farting and shit while. Yeah, well, because uh, they Angus you. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, you got Angus. Yeah. Uh, the first high, the first school dance I ever went to was like seventh grade when I still lived in Missouri, and I, I danced with this girl, and. uh Slow dancing around, rock hard, dude. Poking, yeah. And then slowly drifted down the touch cheek. And I, this was probably where my like craving for a big fucking butt came from, because she had like you know today by today's standards, if you would have seen, if you would have been in the school and seen that girl, she would have been like the number one choice. But in those days, like having a big ass like that was not, yeah, it wasn't fashionable. But yeah, I just remember grabbing cheeks and she was like, oh my God. I remember one time we went to a fucking uh, dancing at the YMCA, me and all my friends. Like, we were all like stinky skateboarder dudes. But I'm like, of course, the fast one in the group. But we all passed around cologne and sprayed our fucking dicks down in the bathroom. We're like, <laughs> well, you know, if they suck it, they won't smell the fucking skate sesh we had. Yeah, spraying hog is a sick move. Yeah, kind of yeah, burns. Yeah. yeah, it was a curve. Curve. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. I never really had. Uh, Cool cologne when I was a kid. I just had bod, man. I was like, uh, yeah, I definitely had Axe when it came out, but before that, there was I didn't have very much available. But that was a thing that when I was a young wigger, I would definitely get nice colognes. Yeah, I was a nice cologne guy for sure. Yeah. I really liked this one particular Lacoste that they don't make anymore, and uh, had like a real wigger moment last year and bought a bottle of like the newer Lacoste. It's not near as good. Yeah. Not near as good, but I still be wearing it. Yeah, I was like an anti cologne guy for the longest time, but I'm back. Yeah, you're back at it. Huh? Feels good to smell good, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just putting it in the air like that. A white button up, hair wet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wigger's hair is always wet. Yeah. yeah, you can't really wig with a dry head of hair. Yeah, well, it's gel. It just makes <laughs> it gives it that nice wet look, dude. Yeah, got to be. Yeah, <laughs> what a great line of products. Yeah, for just for wiggers and Paul fucking Mitchell man, for wiggers and uh, fat girls that had that one haircut that was like long bangs, but uh, yeah, sp- they, all spiked in the back. The kitty cut. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What a fucking style, dude. Yeah, they used to be a hot look. I thought. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Except they would always be like a fat bitch doing it, but you would see on you know TV and shit like in a corn video, like a hot girl with that, and be like, yo. But then, like, every fat bitch would adopt. They always look like they're going to be, like, their future is making tortillas. Sure. Yeah. I remember this is a fat bitch in school that had that type of haircut and a bird at her house. It all, I mean, this math's out. Yeah. Anybody that has a bird is disgusting. Yeah. Birds suck, dude. It's the worst pet you could possibly have. And I just know what type of fucking freak you are if you have one. It's because they they don't shut the fuck up. No, they don't. And they reek. And there there's no way to even 
you can get crazy pets. You can get like a fucking pig. Yeah. And, a, you know, you, you can tell yourself, like, this pig will be potty trained one day. Like, sure, it may drop pebbles in the floor now, but one day it's going to be potty trained. Yeah. And it, it won't mess in the floor. Uh, you know, you can definitely potty train a dog. A cat is disgusting because it uses a box. And everybody that has cats, whose cats stay inside its house, smell yeah. fucking god awful. They have no idea that it's happening like that. But even that does not compare to the fucking disgusting reality of a bird because they're just they're living inside of their litter box. Yeah. So they just, you know, fly around and fucking tweet and bite bones and spray shit and piss all over the place and just reek that. I told you when I worked at the strip club, the guy that owned that place, it was this old guy who was creepy as fuck, but he had bought out, like he bought a old furniture store and converted it into yeah, a home. a bird guy. But he had two of those Mexican hairless dogs and two birds and they each took a Mexican hairless dog and sat on top of and talk shit their parents they just talk shit throughout the house dogs will walk around and they're just fucking fuck you fuck, fuck you. you fuck you yeah. Yeah. it's like this sucks man yeah fuck parents dude fuck it I mean they just they don't stop making noise like how are you supposed to live your life with something going you know when you fucking uh, your smoke detector battery is low and it just chirps until that they just that, there's, you can't stop it you yeah. can't put a new 9 volt battery in that motherfucker and make it stop it's just not gonna quit ever and they're fucking ferocious, dude. They have no soul. Yeah. And they're disgusting. And if you own one, you're disgusting. And I know you are. It's a poverty pet. Nobody that it, nobody that's done well in life. Here's like here, I don't know why this happens. And look, I don't have any money, so I'm not really trying to like judge people. But I, you, there's just certain things that are going on with people, and you can tell like where they're at in the world. Yeah. Like if you have a lot of pets. You're not doing great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always it's like the worse off you are, the more pets you have, and then it gets into when those pets deviate from like a dog and a cat, and they start straying off into lizards and snakes yeah. and birds and hedgehogs and chinchillas, just the most depraved levels of poverty. Like you, you, you know, you get paid, if you get paid every two weeks, usually you're probably like a server or a bartender or something where you're, you're living off of tips. Yeah. So like you can barely pay any of your bills. You're late on everything. It's hard for you to get a good balanced diet because you probably always eat ramen noodles. And then you decide to make a commitment to like three ferrets and you're fucking paying for all their fucking treats and toys and food instead of, you know enhancing your life by the 10% of your budget that goes to those animals. Mm-hmm. The weirder the pet is, the the worse. You probably have some sort of deep fucking trauma that you're trying to cover up by raising an exotic animal. You think that it, uh, you know, it's not quirky enough for you to own a fucking rescue dog. It's it, The only thing that's going to match your personality is a pet that only 3% of the population would ever own. A beaver. So just insane. Like I used to Could know a bitch in Florida. I used beaver? to know a bitch in Florida that had a pet skunk. It was sick. Oh yeah, but definitely fits these parameters. Yeah, yeah. had the sack cut out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying, like, there's there's a there's a science to these things. Mm-hmm. Like a snake guy. Yeah. You know, you're wearing a fucking uh, fedora. Snake people are fucking weird. Man. Yeah, snake people are fucking weird because you. That's not you shouldn't have that in your house. Yeah. Snake people are weird. But still, I'm going to say on the lowest rung of this is birds and ferrets. Birds and ferrets are the lowest rung of humanity. 
And then uh, I would say fucking lizards and hedgehogs, <laughs> chinchillas, yeah. anything that is shitting and pissing uncontrollably in the place that it lives. Yeah. Wherever it hangs its head and it's, it can't stop shitting and pissing. Oh, speaking of shitting and pissing, we put our old ass dog down last week. Yeah. That shit was rugged, dude. Hell yeah. Because I didn't, I'll be straight with everybody here. I didn't like the dog. Yeah. It was like a problem the whole time. You know, it's deaf, blind. And my fucking wife will just nonstop look at pet posts. Cause, oh. So her algorithm is all pet posts. And she saw yeah. it pop up. She's always wanted one of those fucking, uh, I don't even remember what they're called. It's like Schnauzer. Scottish Terrier. Scottish Terrier. Schnauzer. Yeah. That type of fucking dog. So one pops up. Well, this one, deaf, blind, has tumors. It's like on death's doorstep. It's in the pound because someone abandoned it. It's, it they just found it wandering around and tried to find its owners. No one would claim it. And they're going to euthanize it. Like, they should have. Yeah. We had it for a year. Yeah. He, he had the most terrible fucking life. Just constantly in pain. Yeah. So every time he gets up, he's just fucking, you, 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 you. And then lays down, same shit. Like, can't hold his piss, so he's pissing in the floor, which we have tile. Not a big deal, but it is a big deal because I couldn't, like, in the middle of the night, if you tried to fucking walk through our house. You just get piss puddles. With a, yeah, you get lit up, bro. Yeah. It's like fucking. Uh, Pissy feet. Yeah, it, I mean, it in itself is like ranger training. Like, you can't just go barefoot through the fucking swamps of my house at 2 yeah. in the morning. You got to fucking scope the territory out and put your fucking sandals on and fucking creep around and hope you don't hear a splash. <laughs> Slipping and sliding. But, it, you know, it's still just like such a fucking bummer to watch something die. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, I didn't personally have a problem with a dog. It's just, it's the, exactly what I'm talking about where it's like the more... Like, we we had no position or... Re All it was is, like, our boxer died. And we loved the fucking dog. And we we had fucking found Tiny, our dog. We, that's enough for me. I love that dog. We're good. But then my wife still has a fucking hole in her heart from our boxer dying young. Yeah. From heart failure. She wanted to fill it in, and she got this fucking thug-ass dog. And I, the reason that I don't want it is because I know we're going to have to go put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to go put it down, a couple hundred bucks, and fucking sit there, fucking, you know, she's crying, which is making me cry. And then they fucking, <laughs> the doctor is like, I've never put a dog down that I didn't know needs to go, you know? Yeah. I, she's like, when I was earlier in my career, I put, I waited too long. And like, that's the whole thing is like, our oldest, our oldest boxer, we had an appointment to put him to sleep because he was fucked. And uh, don't get boxers, by the way. Fun dog, but, dude, they die. Yeah. They have a lot of problems, and it's a bummer. He had seizures and shit, so, you know, he fucking suffered when he died. He didn't yeah, get, like, yeah, gently yeah. put to sleep. And I didn't want to go through all that time. So, anyway, you know, you're in there. It takes, like, a fucking hour for them to get to it, and then, like, they fucking kill the dog, and they take a paw print of the dog after it's. It's a fucking nightmare, man. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking horrible. And then you bury him. Like, dude, it was a. It sucks. Yeah, whenever, uh, whenever we put down my dog, Cliff. I got Cliff whenever I was in eighth grade, and we put him down four years ago. Yeah. So, I'm 35, so I was 31, but. He lived for a while, man, but, yeah, me and my uncle went to go do it because my aunt didn't want to go, and so 
they were trying to like read the room, you know, where it's like, who's going to cry first kind of thing. And I'm just like, man, I don't give a fuck. Dude. I was like balling and it, it, dude, it's a fucked up situation. Cause they give him that shot and you got to hold the dog, man, until it, it goes, it just fucks you up. And it's like a, I don't know. I don't feel like I'd be like that with a certain humans, but like, man, dogs just fuck you up. I think worse than, Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it, because a dog just loves you no matter what. If know? I watched a dude get fucking iced, I would be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It would be crazy. Yeah. But I wouldn't be crying about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But watching a fucking, you know, dog that, number one, could die at any moment. Yeah. Constantly in pain. Get relieved. Like, he didn't, it only, they didn't even take the third shot. Like, he was done. Yeah. Like, right away. Like, he got the numbing shot and then, like, the one that slows your heart rate down. And, like, a minute after the one that slows their heart down, he was iced. Yeah. And, it, like, you, like, dude, he, he could never be still because he hurt so much. So, like, when he would be laying asleep, he would always be, like, twitching. And yeah, so, yeah. like, you could tell, like, bro, this, bro wanted to get out. Like, yeah, he didn't want to be hurting no more. Yeah, fucking shuffling around the house crying. <laughs> anyway, sorry to bum everybody out, but uh, it's fucking shit part of life, dude. And economically speaking, you know, you're you're getting judged for your pet choices. Yeah, especially if you got a fucking bird, man. But what you wouldn't get judged for is having a bear. That's what I was gonna say. Having a bear, a bear. You know, they call him an apex predator, but I think they're the apex pet. Yeah. If if you can have, I don't think you can't. First of all, you can't own a bear. The bear owns you. Yeah. Like you're not you're not the guy that's telling the bear what to do. The bear somewhere inside of itself will decide. Like I like this motherfucker. Well, you have the illusion of power over it, and then once it figures it out, like man, fuck you, man. I don't think that even that you got to be a real retard to think at any point in time you have like power over the bear. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Illusion, it's the illusion of it. I think like when you get it when it's a baby, it like looks to you differently than than it would if you got like a full grown bear. Yeah, like that's just not gonna pan out. You know, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's gonna pan out at all. Yeah. But the beauty of it, if you do have a bear for a pet. Is that somewhere along the way, the the bear has decided, like, yo, I like this motherfucker. Shit's chill. I'm not going to munch him, even though deep down I would really love to. Yeah. This guy rocks too hard, so I ain't going to munch him. That's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apex pet, number one. Greatest of all time. A hyena would be a number two for me. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm just laughing at you. Sick. Well, they, I, there's this fucking African. Every time you pee, it's just laughing at your dick. <laughs> <laughs> those fucking, all those African warlords that have pet hyenas, it looks yeah. so tight. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's how I, I'm like, you see them on camera, lines, any of that shit. You watch like National Geographic all fucking day, and you don't really get a perspective of how big they are. But then you see a dude, like a big ass African dude with a gold plated AK 47. A fucking Range Rover and a gold diamond studded collar on this fucking hyena. They're huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Like a neck the size of fucking <coughs> both of our waists put together. Yeah. Like they're fucking giant. Yeah. And they, they seem very fucking sick. Hell yeah. So that would be, you know, choice number two. And then no one, you can, you know, you have to be fucking loaded to have that type of pet. Yeah, man. I mean, you gotta be living nice because they eat crazy. But, to get that type of money, you got to be involved in some hijinks or have a rich family. So imagine doing both and you're this guy. Links up with these two brothers in Las Vegas who are moving serious weight. But 
as always, and especially in the '70s, which you know it, we've we talked several times about the media connection, and this shit was going on everywhere. Like basically, people figured out that you could deal with the Colombian government and cash out easily, pay them a little bit of money, they'll look after you, give you product at a cheap rate. You come back to America, move it, pay them what they want, and then you profit heavily. didn't take the DEA very long to figure out like, Hey, this is fucking happening at an insane rate. We got to crack down on it. So now they're looking at flights. They're looking at small planes. And in this country, you know, you can't just fucking hop in a plane and fly wherever you want to. You, you got to call a tower to make sure you're not going to run into another plane and make sure there's like no military shit going on in the area that you have a flight path and you all the way to your destination, you have to communicate. Now, a lot of these motherfuckers would do wild shit, like fly low and off the radar and try to get away with it that way. But generally everybody knows when you're, everybody in the FAA knows when you're taking a flight. And then there's a trail back to where you're going. So if you're a dude who's flying drugs for people that live in Las Vegas, Nevada, even though you're not taking the drugs to Las Vegas, Nevada, you're taking them to, you know, your stash place and then giving them the money for being the middleman. You're still flying to Las Vegas, Nevada in your plane to make connections with them. So it's not that hard to like follow the fucking paper trail, figure out where your plane goes, figure out who you're dealing with, start doing surveillance on you. So the two brothers are the first to go down because they're not, you know, this isn't the only guy doing it for them. So Andrew doesn't get in trouble for it right away, but the two brothers get caught with a connection to somebody else. One of them gets arrested before the other one. And when he gets arrested, he gets assigned a judge to his case. Who's like this. No nonsense, no bullshit. Throw the book at him. Really hates drugs. Old ass judge. So he kind of knows he's fucked. So rather than, write a letter and try to get, get a different judge or whatever it takes to legally not go up against that guy. He has a hitman fucking kill the judge. Yeah. I mean, probably even crazier than the fact that a bear snorted cocaine. Do you know who the hitman was? Who was it? Woody Harrelson's father. Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. I started that. I started That's the, so funny. Dude. I watched the movie and then I started the documentary, but then I forgot to watch the rest of it. I didn't get that far in that. I mean, pretty- also, what a sick story, because I don't think that you can just, like, be a famous actor if your parents didn't have some type of affluence. Yeah. So the affluence that Woody Harrelson came from was hitman money. <coughs> Damn. Sick. Yeah, that's cool. No wonder he's cool as fuck. Yeah, he does seem pretty cool. I mean, weed's gay. That's the only thing is, yeah. like, this whole thing is weed. But he's a sick actor. He's always in good shit. Yeah. Yeah. White men can't jump made me extremely horny when I was a young man. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting today. Yeah. But there's just that scene where you can see Rosie Perez's nipples mm-hmm. through her shirt. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Just wearing like a big baggy t-shirt with no panties. Yeah. So you can see cheek and you can see nips. Yeah. That's really nice. I love that. My favorite Rosie Perez situation is that she brings uh, Kid Rock to the stage. Oh, no, DMX. Sorry. DMX to the stage at Woodstock 99. She goes out on stage, 
and she's like trying to talk about her new movie and shit and people are just you know you got a million guys chanting shout your t- show your tits so she can't talk about it. She's like, I got this movie coming out. I'm going to bring my good friend DMX to the stage. And she can't speak because everyone's like, tits, 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 tits. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You want to see them? You want to see my titties? Okay, well, you can go to the store and buy a Spike Lee movie for $5.99 and you can see them that way. God. Great joke, bitch. And then she brings with that horrible voice DMX onto the stage. Yeah. I'm sure DMX smashed. Oh, dude, he had to, man. Dude, Woodstock 99, where he's out there in those fucking red overalls. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. All all the Woodstock 99 documentaries that came out, that's always the main focal point is like, he had 100,000 white men screaming the N-word. It's like, bro, it's DMX. Yeah. If he... He has callbacks. Like, he wants you to... He's like... Asking the crowd, which he can look out and see, it's all white dudes, mm-hmm. to say it. Saying it. You're allowed to. Yeah. I um, cannot believe anyone would be offended by this transaction. Yeah, especially in the 90s because no yeah, nobody know, gave a fuck. No, you could do blackface in the 90s, no problem. It'd be yeah. hilarious. But nobody is saying it maliciously. Should you say it? No. Is it hilarious if you do? You know, in certain contexts. Yeah. Like, there's not many videos that compare to, you know, you'll see a a couple guys about to get into it and somebody will say it and then they'll just get obliterated because it just, it's like a slap, you know? Yeah. Like, you did cross, you just crossed the line. And I I think, honestly, legally, if you say that to a, a black gentleman, it is considered like assault and they're yeah. allowed to strike you. Yeah. So those videos are sick. So, it, but that's always hilarious. The sweet tea. Cause it's like, or the, the twisted tea one is. Yeah. The one, God damn. That guy gets blasted wrecks. by a twisted tea can. I guarantee that guy didn't get in trouble. No, but and that guy was saying it. Then that guy was a wigger. He was saying it like he was part of the community. He, he wasn't throwing an ER on it. He said he wasn't hit, using he said, it as, as hit a me? slur. Hit me. And, and then that motherfucker he requested it twisted he his goddamn tea man and that could have been a, just a marketing campaign anyway that would have been sick <laughs> I mean they definitely used it to their advantage yeah like twisted tea blew up after probably that. my favorite thing shotgun ugh that shit is disgusting anyway <laughs> but and then you know also like wiggers or Chinese people saying it is hilarious oh, that's yeah. so funny yeah like a Chinese dude rapping along or just talking like he's Ja Rule, for example. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. So you shouldn't like completely take it away from society. Again, if DMX invites you to say it, I think it's okay. Yeah. You got to read the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the room is, well, the room wants it bad. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, oh, man. you know, he's like, we're not saying. You say, and everyone's like, no shit. I've been dreaming about this. Thank yeah. you. You gave me permission, man. Thanks, Mr. X. The inward pass. <laughs> <laughs> that all came from Woody Harrelson's dad icing this fucking judge. That causes the other brother to get arrested. And then 
if you're doing cocaine as well as selling cocaine, your paranoia is extreme, extreme, extreme. Like amphetamines don't make me paranoid because I have ADHD incredibly bad. Yeah. Weed makes me paranoid. Oh, yeah, man. So imagine the type of paranoia that you get. If you get paranoid from weed, imagine that type of terrible paranoia sped up. And then to combine that with, you know, if you're blasting coke all the time, you're, I'm sure you're not sleeping a lot. No. So your mind is in a very dark place. And this motherfucker flying to Columbia, staying awake by blasting 95% pure cocaine. 95% pure cocaine. And now I don't, I've done, I've probably only done coke 25 to 30 times in my life. Yeah. And there's only been a couple of times when it like really hit. So I assume what was going on is that, uh, shit, my wife texts me. <laughs> I assume what was going on is that I got a more pure product. Yeah. Because do coke that sucks and you get nothing really. A little bit sped up. But again, as a guy that's taking Adderall forever, it takes a lot of that to get me like amplified. Yeah. But the few times that I've I get probably twice that I've done coke that made me be like, whoa, that's got to be what it is, right? It's just like yeah. not as cut. It's a better. But I looked into it because they, they kept going on about the coke being 95% pure that the bear got hit with. And most cocaine, that you, like the average base level cocaine that you get in America is 60% cocaine. Sure. That sucks. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've only done cocaine like a handful of times, you know, but uh, one was in seventh grade. And uh, can't really gauge like how good cocaine is when you're in seventh grade, so uh, you know. But uh, when I've done it, when I've gotten older, it just never really did much for me. Well, I mean, I haven't done it. I, I haven't done it enough to know. Like, I wouldn't be able to. Like, if you put a good coke and bad coke next to each other, based off of like just blasting it and not the effect afterwards, I wouldn't be able to like discern a difference Yeah, because but there's always <laughs> dudes at that level. Same with like weed. I couldn't ever, you know, anytime everyone's been like, check this fucking weed out. I couldn't tell you if it rocks yeah. or not. All I know is it's going to make me feel crazy and paranoid. I, I hate, um, yeah, we dudes suck, man. Like they just never like that would, that would drive me insane. It's like the, Dude shoving their fucking bag of weed in your face, like smell this man. Yeah. Like I don't smoke weed, like dude. But this is it. Luckily, this is the best thing about pot being essentially legal everywhere is that that has gone away. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one is that stoked about weed anymore. But when it was, you know, you had to make it your whole lifestyle, and people would just be like, "This is some good shit, man. Check it out." It's like I don't know anything about this shit because I don't like I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like look at the hairs and crystals and fibers and just smell it. It's like. This is fucking gay. You want some white widow XLT? <laughs> yeah, man. Get the fuck out of my face. Can you guess what I call it that? And you're like, because it's white, dude. <laughs> uh, the hilarious thing I did one time is a dude was trying to show me how sick his weed was when I was bouncing one time. So I took his weed and threw him out. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, man. You can't have that beer. Yeah. He's like, well, come on, dog. I'll give you some. I was like, well, you're going to give me all of it and get the fuck out of my club. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Dude, when a pothead hears that, 
they're hurting. Oh, yeah. It's like, this guy is a real piece of shit. Maybe he really does need it that bad. <laughs> yeah, weed sucks. God yeah. damn it, man. I, I wish I could enjoy it. Like, I've been in pain. So if I could just smoke, like, I, the, all I know is going to happen is if I smoke it to relieve my pain, I'm going to be in pain and then also paranoid as fuck. Feel like shit. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Losing my fucking mind. I, it's crazy when I was younger, I used to smoke so much of it and then, like, it just quit working that way for me. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what happens is like I mean your body's got cannabinoid receptors so wouldn't you know I was doing it doing the pot in my early twenties and I had some moments of like paranoia but nothing really mattered back then so I don't know I think just by doing smoking too much fucking weed and I mean you know there's dudes that smoke weed all day every day it happens since they were a kid that it just never happened like they never had a turn but. Yeah, because we're uh, non-binary, queer, and neurodivergent. It probably just yeah <clears throat> took a different pathway in our body and fucked us up. Yeah, but hey, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll drink beers, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <clears throat> I haven't drank at all, man. We're gonna get ripped on the 29th. So if you're listening yeah. to this and you live within the area, you should bring your ass out to Vino's downtown Little Rock. For just 17 bucks at the door, 15 bucks right now online, you can come watch the hottest wrestling action. Hot. We're going to fucking really crank it up. We haven't been drinking at all, so we're going to get fucking, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Upside down. Bad. Barf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fucking nasty. Also, if you're a cool podcast listener, head on over to patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. Just throw us five bucks a month and you'll get one episode every single week. Uh, sometimes those episodes actually rock more than these episodes. It's not because we're trying to give more to the people that pay. We do record them the same way. It's just sometimes some funny shit happens and it pops loose. Yeah. It's wild. Let's get to the final crescendo of the Cocaine Bears saga where our buddy Andrew is taking a load from Columbia Back to Lexington, Knoxville, sorry, Knoxville, Tennessee. The problem with the dude dying is that no one knows, like, what happened. Yeah. No one knows why he did what he did. But something went awry. And they could gather a lot of evidence because they could tell how long the autopilot was on on the plane. So he had the autopilot set to land in Knoxville. But instead of going straight there, he diverted through Georgia and through South Carolina. And he had a bunch of coke attached to parachutes that he was blasting out along the way. So either the plane was having trouble and he knew it was going to go down or what the police think is like he wanted to rip the drug dealers off. And if he booted all the coke out, and then the plane wrecked. He could just tell the drug dealers, the plane went down, so I lost the coke, and have you know sufficient evidence to show them that the plane went down. Yeah. But yeah. then at the same time, actually have the coke, and make money. And now that kind of makes sense because the middlemen are now in prison, so he's working directly with the Colombians. So he's going to cash out and shortchange them. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure. But who knows? He also had a ton of coke in his system when they did the autopsy. So in order to have the plane wrecked, the plane's got to be 
you yourself have to jump out of the plane. So drops packs off in Georgia. Drops packs off in South Carolina. The plane's supposed to make it home. On autopilot, the plane wrecks. Before the plane wrecks, he jumps out of the plane. When he jumps out of the plane, something went wrong. Again, because he's dead, no one knows exactly what went wrong. My favorite theory is that he had a bunch of coke attached to himself. Yeah. And he threw a couple packages of coke out at the same time he jumped out. So I really liked the theory that some of the coke that he threw out on a parachute collided with him when he jumped out of the plane because he had severe trauma to the face. And when they found him, he was on his back. Yeah. So some of the police think that the coke mashed him. He wasn't able to get his chute open because he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And then he just hit the ground. Fuck. Got a fucking rock. In some fucking old man's yard driveway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's got a ton of coke on him. He's got diamonds on him. He's got motherfucking solid gold coins on him. He's strapped. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah. Just really living life. He's a fucking pirate, man. A sky pirate. For fun. Just having a blast. That's yeah. a great way to go. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, you know, dude, if you jump out of a plane and fucking 20 kilos of coke knocks you out, you don't know what happened. And on the way out, dude, you were just rolling along in a plane full of cocaine, high out of your mind, with fucking diamonds and gold in your belt. Who's better than you? Nobody. Great way to go. Yeah. Ideal. Nobody's making movies about people who die on their fucking deathbed. Nah, man. Because they're just like, I lived a great long life, got grandkids and great grandkids. And And then, of course, you know, cocaine bear. Like I said before, unfortunately, dude, the bear did not wreak havoc, which is what everyone wants. And in fact, in the same town, a similar thing had happened before. And a farmer was going out to feed his cows and noticed that they were acting kind of fucking strange. And one was keeled over and he found this blue cylinder that the cows had opened up and they all had white powder on their face. So these cows were fucking blowing lines of a similar thing. Fell out of the sky. Cows got fucking tooted up, man. Probably same dude. Yeah. Very likely. Similar route, you know? Yeah. So God rest his soul. Cool ass fucking dude. And then the bear didn't run amok. It simply munched cocaine and expired. Yeah. Because poor heart couldn't. Now, the movie's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And I wish to God that anything similar to that would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be incredible. Flipping cars over, dude. Dude, just fucking going after people, eating hikers, munching fucking park rangers. Yeah. Just pandemonium. I love pandemonium. Sure. Chaos is great, but pandemonium is so much better. Yeah. If you can drive a whole town into fear where everything has to close, everyone's got to be inside. Like, sorry, school's canceled today. What happened? Uh, a fucking bear on cocaine is loose, so we got to stay inside. Yeah. It's incredible. That's uh... The only thing I can think of that's even kind of that cool is Killdozer. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that guy was a fucking pud, but Jesus. yeah, the dude was a pud. But what a fucking sick, like, uh, situation where it's like, all right, citizens, 
Nobody come outside. Seat Why not? Because this motherfucker has, you know, spent the last few years of his life constructing an indestructible bulldozer, and he's currently crushing our town. So please don't come outside. Shit. That fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Any way you fucking slice it, that shit is sick. It does. But yeah, man, thanks for checking the podcast out. Like I said, patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. Five bucks a month, man. Uh, one extra episode a week. Get into that shit. We fucking love you guys, man. Thanks so much for listening. You know, the numbers are slowly kind of getting back to their roots. You know, uh, well, what will happen is I just won't get an episode for a week and it, it, they dip because we're not being consistent. Yeah. It's not that people are like getting pissed at you when you're shit. It's just algorithm shit. Yeah. It's got to constantly populate the feed, you know, so you can match that button and be pleased by a brand new weekly episode but we're trying our goddamn this man you know we're a three-person operation and some so shit happens but uh thank you true and fucking brave and if you're new to this shit man glad to have you on board it only gets fucking cooler from here so we'll see you god damn sons of bitches on the next podcast yeah. fucking break the law dude uh, do some yosemite sam type of shit you know what i'm saying yeah bye bitch <laughs>